Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Tales from Wales podcast. This episode features Sean Owen, who is a bit of a jack of all trades, really, but uh, most importantly, he's a, he's a lovely block. So we hope you're having a lovely Christmas and uh, all ready for that, whatever you are. Um, but for now, just sit back, relax and enjoy episode 17 of the Tales from Wales podcast. Welcome to the Tales from Wales podcast with me, Stefan Evans and Drew Taylor. We're here today with our guest, Sean Thomas Owens, a very multi-talented man. He's an author, a writer, an illustrator, a comedian, a singer, would you say? Mm. Definitely, man, definitely. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are a multi-talented man. How are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, carrying on, you know, carrying on. Done my research on you today, boy, and I'm very, very jealous. You've got your own company. I've been through your LinkedIn I don't even have a LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. You know where LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah I, I, do, I, I, I need my space as well. I need my Bebo. Bebo. Yeah. Bebo. Well. yeah. <laughs> I have a to Bebo. Jesus. I don't know. It's don't a PDF now. Was it? You, my page is a PDF. Don't click on nothing. Oh, actually, it's 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 interesting. Uh, it's there, yeah, but you just can't. Uh, can't yeah, sort it's of like a Brexit manifesto. You can't yeah. click on that. <laughs> 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 and just read it and not believe in it. That's the best way. That's why. So that's good, mate. Good. Good. So um. Like there's 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 so much to talk about here, definitely. Like you 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 know you you write stuff. You're an illustrator. I was looking at one of your um one of your cartoons there. You you made the Daily Mirror a few years ago, with the upon the birth of your child. Didn't I you? did, yes. A little comic strip thing of uh, of your of wife expecting and stuff. Yeah, funny enough, I just do. I I try to recreate the same one with the second baby. Yeah. So I drew it yesterday, in the same place as we went to. Ah. I said this has changed from a Frankie Benny's to a Nando's. Oh, there we go then. So yeah, just more of a rip off now. Then. <laughs> yeah, more expensive. Because there's, there's n- nothing like you know, like Frankie and Benny's was it the first ever Frankie and Benny's was in Leicester, ne- not America, Leicester. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, good to know. Yeah. You'd think it would be like um, possibly Brooklyn, something yeah. like that, wouldn't you? Know, o- opened by yeah, Frankie yeah, yeah. and Benny, but no, yeah. there we yeah. are. So yeah. uh, Frank and Ben. Frank yeah. and Ben. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like was it Nando's then? That's pretty much was it Portuguese cuisine. But then the first one was in South Africa. South Africa. I, yeah, I, I went for Nando's and I got sacked. <laughs> yeah, theft. <laughs> what did you steal? Uh, the hearts of every customer. Yeah, um, but what did you really steal? Uh, apparently money, but then I didn't see any of it. No. But then uh, no. yeah, was you're wrongly accused of massively, massively. But then we didn't fight. You just went. And uh, well, I I took three months off from the sick and had like tamazepam from the doctor. The best three months of my life. You pay for that? I went to the uh, disciplinary and and uh, my mates were waiting in the pub next door. I remember walking back out and they were, I was smiling and they went, oh, did you get your job back? I went, no, I sacked. <laughs> I just yeah. spent three months on tamazepam, but I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> I've had jobs like I yeah, oh, really okay. My buddy got left for a second one for horseplay. Horseplay? And he got a job in the same place two years later. They completely forgot that he worked there. <laughs> was the horse still working there at the, the time? Horse, the horseplay was, he was going up and down the lift doing dinner row and not letting people on saying it was broken. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I remember working in a pub before there was two girls uh, they were using the disabled access lift to go down one flight of stairs and uh, the, the lift got like kind of stuck between levels and uh, my boss at the time they were like wow they're pissing about let him in there like that right they were in there for an hour and a half 
before we let them out. We had to wind <laughs> the lift down, and then they were like proper, like you know, shitting themselves. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I was like, don't we'd ever be out of there? Ever be out of there? But yeah, that's enough of our jobs, isn't it? But, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so you got another one, another kid on the way now. Yep. Good strong balls in there, Sean. Bye. Yeah, they're working. Yeah. Another girl, is it? Another girl. Oof. Yes. Look out, starting an army. What's the What's the age gap between the two? Four. They World Cup babies. Ah, oh, perfect. That World is because then she can be off to school, and then the little ones in the house, rather than two little ones both at home at the same that's time. That's so ideal. Plan. That's ideal because obviously yeah. being self-employed, you want as much time to yourself as you can. Then you go home. That's the actual idea of being self-employed. Well, that's the weirdest part. Is is the fir- the first baby? Um, I was made redundant the day she was born. So the, I had three months paternity because of redundancy. <laughs> so this one, I was like, oh, I'm gonna try and see if we can do the same one because the because it was so long, we could take shifts in sleeping. So the sleep pattern was pretty decent. Well, for others for justice, would would we interested in that? Because it's normally about two weeks in it paternity. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got You're doing well there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a yeah. costume of a knackered father. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, no cape, just. <laughs> Two big capes of skin coming down from my eyes called yeah. bags. I got a cape, yeah, because my, my wife is decided to buy a shed of muslins, which are like little tiny see-through blankets, but yeah. they're so massive that you, there's about 20 of them, so that's my cape, definitely. So they how do you find them if they're see-through? Because they, they're like these little, they're like, have you seen on posh chef shows where they put like oats in a bag and then they squeeze it? Yeah, yeah. Out. It's one of them. Oh, but then. you use them on babies for some reason. You squeeze the baby and see what comes out. You see, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so you hurt their ass. I wring yeah. out the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like at the top, Steph, and sort of reeled off your list of sort of uh, different sort of hats and different sort of jobs you sort of currently do and what, 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 what you are. But what would you consider yourself as, Sean? If I sort of define who Sean Owen is, what, what would you say? I don't know. Someone asked me, they asked me all the time because my. People ask my brother sometimes, and he goes, I'm going to check his Twitter, see what he is this week. <laughs> so I had one week where I did seven different jobs in, in, in seven days. Yeah. So it was, um, one of them was included, like a, a, like a bouncer for an under-16s disco in the in, in trophy RFC, which was shit. Just <laughs> basically telling boys, stop, you know, put your willies away, stop isn't Yeah, stop fingering people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the, the, I tend to say, like a, a creative hustler. So yeah, it's basically if you're like it's creative, I'll have a crack at it. Yeah. And because like, I do different stuff, it's easier to say what I do that week. So like my mother joined Twitter just to see what I was doing in the week because like, I, I would tweet them more often than I would tell them what I was doing. That's brilliant. That's so, like online nosing, isn't it? Good. <laughs> yeah. But like 80% of my jobs come from Twitter. So like, it's, it's, it's much easier to keep, to keep a track out of it because a lot of my buddies like they chat Facebook and they don't go on Twitter and I was like, I won't be able to, I won't be working. So like, I gather from what you said regarding like your, your first your first born and the, and the redundancy, that was sort of the last time perhaps you've had a, inverted commas, real job then, is this? So <laughs> yeah, the creative passions have sort of taken over for the last four years. But prior to that, what sort of jobs were you sort of doing then? Um, I did loads. I counted... Uh, like up to about twenty seventeen, I counted with seventy five jobs and I stopped counting. Oh. And it was just is that them or is that you? Sean? They, they can't all be wrong, can they? Is that <laughs> is that them yeah. or you? Well, no. The all I counted them because my father was like, oh, some of those don't count. And I was like, if I if I did it, if I got paid for it, and if I did it more than twice, yeah, I counted it as a job. Right. So yeah. there was a couple of things like um, uh, when you know I, I 
lots of them were like hobbles of different things and then they ended up being someone would tell someone else someone would tell someone else and they ended up doing like three or four types so I was like I'll put that down so one was a Tyler for instance Welsh yeah. marketing so, at its best Welsh back yes well funny enough I was in I was in charge of helping the kids do Welsh back when I was teaching in, uh, in the school purely for that reason <laughs> because <laughs> like you've done shed loads of stuff I try and get you to, to show what to do and I can actually show like pictures or something I'll mm-hmm. point at like teachers I actually plastered the lower school wall while working in a school wearing a disguise because the caretaker was supposed to go through official channels Brilliant. so I had to wear a hat and a fake moustache to plaster the lower school which is mental definitely like a stripy top and have like a swag bag behind you I had them well. on to look like a Mario brother <laughs> <laughs> it was because they had choir practice on it, it was basically when they, when they came out I had to like pretend to do a corner with a toilet or something that's amazing because I wasn't supposed to be doing it illegal plastering illegal plastering yeah. back, back alley plaster yeah, and it was shit as well because I plastered the inside because it was all bubbling, but he hadn't fixed the outside. So within three weeks, uh, the plaster was wrecked. And then he told everyone, oh, it was shown. It was <laughs> so shown. was like, telling me that when I had a crap thing. Like. It, was, it was Claude, the plaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. The guy with the fake moustache. Yeah. Sean Yeah, Sean Yeo. But I had, I had loads of jobs off that because um, for, that was much cheaper because I wasn't a very good plaster. Yeah, but you're good at other stuff. I mean, you're an award-winning yeah. an award-winning writer. You know, to be honest, I, I caricature regularly now, and for caricaturing, I need a pad, piece of paper, and pen, which is a lot easier than carrying on a trowel, flipping, mixing buckets and drills yeah. in my boot. Because I used to buy cars, an estate, so that I could put uh, oblin tools in the back. So if anyone ever said. Can you do a bathroom? I said, yeah, do you want to know? So I can get cash in hand there and there. Do you want me to draw it or, <laughs> yeah. or plaster it? But now I can do, like, I can do a caricature. I can do about, about 20 to 25 in an hour and get the same amount as ever if I had to plaster a huge fucking room. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. So I gather the sort of obviously perhaps um I'm gonna say art broadly. I think that's unfair just to say art because art is such a huge broad topic, but obviously art maybe is your sort of initial passion and what you wanted yeah. to get into and, and then illustration and caricaturism fr- from that. So. Yeah. Well that's, it was the other way around, like I used to do building work and hobble as an artist basically yeah, trying yeah. to flog some stuff and um and then I was gone the other way around, which is a lot easier. But it's yeah, it was, it was different things. I always used to draw and do stuff like that. But then um, I was actually, I, a friend of mine worked in Peppers in Abdeh. You know, it's like a restaurant in Abdeh. No, no. And I he'd, I'd do, like, I was doing rugby club songs, basically, in the clubhouse. And he saw one of the videos and he said, oh, can you come over and do, like, a Valentine's Day thing? And I was like, yeah, is it cash now? Yeah, I don't know, come Get over. <laughs> so, and then I realised I had no romantic songs at all. They were all like filthy rugby songs. Yeah. Also. So after about 10 songs, well, it's Aberdeen, right? I was out. You know, that's what I was thinking. I thought I'd get away with something. I think I sang like a couple of hymns yeah. just to try and fit it, <laughs> fill up the, the, the set. And then I was like, I was like two hours left. And I'm out the songs, basically. So the, um, it was only like, but I did my van about three times Brilliant. and then when everyone had stopped crying they were like I'll, I'll do something else so I said oh, I've got a sketch pad what if I just draw like romantic caricatures and um, and then one of those people was getting married because they had to do weddings and I was like yep anyway, how much was your charge if you send me an email and I was like googling trying to find how much people yeah, were charging again, a, gauge, a gauge of what things and then cost. I was like that's fucking mental I said people charge like a grand yeah if you, and 600 uh, quid and I was like can do lower. So I was Ta- undercutting everyone. Tag wedding onto the end of anything and it doubles in price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had a couple of those and then somebody bounced around from there. Now was this singing or the caricatures? It was both. Somebody had for me to do both. I was knackered. I did, I did one in Goobat. Uh, Cliff Hotel? 
Yeah, Clifford uh, Keller. Yeah. And um, I'd finished in, in the school I was working in. So I'd finished in Apple Street, drove straight there, started caricaturing straight away. And then someone wanted me to do, I used to do this Karen uh, stint, doing different, different voices. They asked me to do that. And then I went back and he went, um, he just gave me an open checkbook. And he said, oh, just do it until people get bored of, of singing. Of Karen <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, so I just carry on. So I did five hours Jeez. of caricaturing. I did I think 145 caricatures in one night. And then by the, like the 142nd, I was like, they just like stick them in with dots. I was like, I was like buckled over. But he was like, he just came over, signed the check, and How much? Just gave it to me. 650 quid. Ah, well done. So, straight in. In, in time wise, how long ago was this then? This was, uh, it was exact, well, what's the day now, October, four, four years ago. It's, it's the birth of my daughter is exactly when I started. So it's almost like predating the uh, predating the, the wedding photo booth sort of trend that's been kicking off for the last two or three years now. <laughs> yeah. Caricature was yeah. sort of People a... book me something and say, oh, we're going to get a photo booth, but it's a, a bit nicer to have a different type of thing. So it's not the shark's head to put on, mind. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, about people, I was in a wedding the other day, so could you do me as the, the album cover for Bruce Springsteen? Um, and I was like... <laughs> Show me it, and I was like, yeah, I can do that. So he just put a hat on him, and his wife was playing the saxophone. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, so they, yeah, it's a, they're all, all sorts of different things. I did one the other day where they have to stick their heads through a big, like, uh, the, the seaside, the seaside type thing. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, cracking yeah. fun. Except I forgot that paint takes a while to dry, and he was picking it up, but he was still wet. Ah. So the higher card, like, white lines, <laughs> when he drank oh. the thing into all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the same thing. Can you do this? Yep. And Google it if I can't do it, and then if it goes crap, I don't do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very it. impressive. You can just do it then and there, isn't it? No, so well, yeah, it was just necessity the first time. Yeah. And then, but since then, it's like, uh, popular. Stand up was the same. Yeah, yeah, because you supported Tidra Wynn in Carthalu. My didn't first gig, I was. First gig, you supported Tidra Wynn. That is it's, mental. It's, it's outrageous, really. I've seen some people, they get angry. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, they've been busting the gut for ages. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, I think I, I was, after you said, like, start at five and then ten and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it up. My first gig was 40 minutes. <laughs> so it was like, and I only went in, I'd forgotten glasses in Carthalu, went back to fetch them, saw the sign, and went, oh, I'll buy tickets, any tickets left? And you know, I don't buy tickets. No, it's not got advert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, we haven't got a, we haven't got a warm up, and do you want to do you want to do it? Brilliant. And I was like, this is a really <laughs> like a weird way. I said, oh, I'm not I'm not a stand up. I said, oh, you I've, you know you're quite funny. So just you just need to you know, fill in the space. So I watched loads of specials. I watched every video of Tiddy Rowan on YouTube that I could find. Brilliant. And um, and then I real like I didn't realize the time you were supposed to do. So I ended up trying to fill like a special. Set. I was like, oh, I, I, so many said, how long ago? I said, I couldn't do it now. I said, I, I can't feel it. And he went, oh, where? So it's only about 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I've got 40 minutes. And he went, I said, how many gigs have you done? I said, oh, it's my first gig. Was that 10 days Yeah, and he went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, does he like, you know, and he said, I've got any out points. And I was like, yeah, I've got a couple of, if it's crap. I'll just duck up to some of these points and then bag it off. Brilliant. Like. He's such a nice guy, though. He's a lovely bloke. Oh, he's lovely, yeah. yeah. He's, and he was really complimentary, cause I, as well as, like, uh, Sometimes I, I get used, especially we're getting telly now. They go, I hate the flipping the bollocks when things are shit, and they go, Oh, yes, really. I was like, Tell me yeah. shit, yeah, and to be I honest. Know. And to be honest, it sounded it's he complimented me on the radio the day after. I thought, Oh, it must be reasonably good, yeah, definitely. You wouldn't say that, guys, would he? Yeah, and so, I've had a couple of gigs off the back of it, so get it, right? Yeah, but I couldn't do it like you two, flipping professionally. Oh, no, no, you do does it professionally, I don't. I'm exhausted. I get, I was like, I don't get nervous for many things. But like, 
the morning of a gig. I'm fucking horrendous. And then after it's finished, I berate myself with bits I've forgotten. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning after when I didn't rocky because I'd forgotten like a ten minute chunk <laughs> of, of what I'd done. You'll you'll do that though, starting off. You'll always you'll always miss a couple of bits out. But I think you you nailed ninety percent of it. So so think of that rather than yeah. the ten percent you didn't. Definitely. But I think if you if you got like so if you if you're sort of pre, you know Peter Post was creative stuff, you're always very critical of yourself and things. Yeah. So you will focus on that ten percent you missed oh, out, yeah, yeah. or like the one yeah, lady yeah. who wasn't laughing, or the one bit you might. It's, it's always yeah. a way, you know. But that's that's a healthy thing because you obviously critique critique critiquing yourself yeah. and you want to improve. You know, it's gonna yeah. go. I'm fabulous all the time. Never again, anyway. Yeah, I would. I would do. Well, you know, you seem to be absolutely nailing everything you're touching, so, you know. Mm. Well, no no pen intended, because you've got a kid on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, you know, that's, that's impressive. So, the, what TV work are you doing at the moment? You're hosting some stuff, aren't you? Yeah, I've just finished uh, the uh, Jonathan, series Jonathan, which yes. is right in rugby songs. Brilliant. Um, so, I finished the last one. It was the best film day I've ever had, because it was in the changing rooms in the new stadium. Ah, and walking on the grass and stuff like that. I, was, I d- didn't know we were going to do it, so I was pretty pretty chuffed with it. Yeah. So, that was, a, that was a good day, I was. Uh, that finished last week, and Carnevin, which is a Welsh documentary series based, they pick a town, well, pick an area uh, in Wales uh, per episode. So it's a series three. So series three starts um, this Sunday in November. Brilliant. Um, and where are you there? What location are you at? Uh, it's 12 this time. So there's two series, uh, well, it's two halves of six. So one in um, November, one in March. I still haven't finished filming one um, because <laughs> it was, um, uh, they, they was, they was, we did Ponty and Bridgend, yeah. which are like, on the doorstep. Brilliant. And then the last two, which were the closest one to the birth, were Bangor and Liverpool. Right. What the hell is it in Liverpool? <laughs> because of the so there's so many strong Welsh connections and it's back and forth. Yeah, yeah, of course. They've linked it in. But I was like, couldn't you have done your like party present the week before the birth? <laughs> one yeah. of them Liverpool yeah. the week yeah. before the birth. So that we haven't done that one yet. So yeah. there's How many uh, true wedding jokes did you say in uh, Liverpool then? I say I well that's the thing with that one is the Canemon is completely different to the other stuff I do because you know my Welsh isn't perfect and I've fallen into telly by accident really. So Knevin is really it's like it's after like uh Kani, which is like the Welsh song of praise. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so and then before the drama, so the the Welsh is is correct and ninety percent of my fluffs are because I've mutated correctly. Oh I never mutate correctly, I can't be bothered with it. I ne- I never do, but this one I have to, which is I remember being on I was in Bala in the first series and it was like the way I got the gig was was mental because I had um, the only the only reason I said yes to it because they they sent me a script and I was like oh it's historical it's like it's interesting for for me I was like and you know I got to go all these places and they said oh can you come up to do an interview uh, it was a screen test and I had no clue what a screen test was so I'd never done one so I didn't know I thought a screen test was like how you look on camera yeah and I kept thinking you see me on telly you sort of know what I look like on telly and then so I said oh I can't come up I said oh we'll fly you up. And down in the day. Brilliant. It's the only reason I said yes originally. Oh, it's one of those jet propeller planes. Just keep the engine, keep keep the engine running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so quick. That's almost what it was. I left Cardiff, and I've got the one this morning quicker than my my missus did leaving Trochy to go to Abde. That's amazing. It was bonkers. So that's the main reason I was like, I was flown to a screen test. That's I didn't amazing. get it, but I was flown there. Yeah. And so when I got there, they said, "Oh, we learned the lines." And I went, "Yeah, yes." So I pretended to have the shits 
stayed in the toilets for 20 minutes to cram <laughs> the, the script they sent me. And they went, oh, it's raining, so we can't go in a field. We've got to go to um, the cafe in Round the Round, which is like like the biker grove of yeah. yes of it is it is um, so we were in the cafe pretending it was a river and I had to deliver these lines pretending <laughs> I was wading through a river that's brilliant and I couldn't do it and they were saying I think oh it's, good. it's really good and I was going it's not good it's fucking shit because I can't remember the lines I had a big pout sat on the floor and I said I can't fucking do it um, and then um, they just went oh, well, like, we'll do a mock interview and to interview with the director about playing the tuba and uh, and then they, they, we had to do it by two because the flight back was at three o'clock. So I flew back. It was awful. So I took another job. And then a week later, they phoned me up. I said, oh, um, I suppose you really like it. We'd like to offer you the job. And my first words were, fuck off. I said, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. It was Who else did you have in? That's like, yeah. what? That's the first thing I thought. <coughs> so that, that, that's how it happened. And when, like, um, because I took the other job for six weeks, um, where they were supposed to be like three months of travelling around, we did 16 days of filming in 24 days, so it's basically like a pinballing runway. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't learn the scripts, so I remember being in Bala at one point on a boat that I couldn't row, so they tied me to a boy to pretend that I had been rowing. <laughs> I had Tuthick, and the director was on, a, on a, the boat that was supposed to save me if, if I fell in, and telling me basically, no! It's not, it's, it's Trigland Metal, Trigland Metal. And I was like, oh just, like just shouting at me. And I remember screaming, saying, no one gives a fuck about tree yeah, 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 yeah. No one cares. It's, it's just making the words softer and having it flow better. Yeah. And, like, and I just I lost it. And I thought, this is a massive, massive error. Well, this has come up before, though, isn't it, on the podcast, in terms of, like, um, correct Welsh and correct English. And, you know, you have, like, your who Ed was sort of BBC correct mm. English. But when there's people on television and real people on television and conversational chat and things, mm. it's almost like as if not that it's not important, but it's it's more more sort of you know personable to talk in a sort of way you would normally speak yeah. and where you mm. normally sort of sort of you know communicate with people <coughs> because it isn't all about the Queen's English or the Queen's the Queen's Welsh if you want to call it that. Yeah. That's the right way of putting it. You know what I mean? It's almost like the other way around. Where before the BBC, everyone said everyone spoke like this. And yeah. Like that. It's it's almost like that, but it, it doesn't happen often. If I if I'm on like on all like my Jonathan songs. They, uh, I'd say, sixty percent in slang yeah. because you know I can do whatever I want in terms of the language. If a word doesn't rhyme in Welsh, I'll rhyme in English. I write half of them in Japanese because it didn't flip and work. So the 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 that mutation thing is is very very rare. It just happened to be that that one show is that's a nerdy correct. sort of show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like a it's for a, the oldies. Yeah, it's for, for the, the, oldies, for, yeah, for yeah. the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of the the pensioners of Wales. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, look, he's he's mutating properly. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I've had a couple of those saying that my my language is uh, much better than it was in Pablo Ronda. I was like, is this a script? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was being myself on the other because like I went to come out like just behind this mirror, and the majority like. There was a show called Pam Vidu. Yes, I remember Pam Vidu. Uh, that was basically exactly where everyone speaks and still does. Yeah. Mm. Was, I did that in GCSEs. Yeah? GCSEs, uh, well, I should have done it. Because yeah, I'm, yeah. 30, I'm 37 now. So, uh, my claim to fame was I was never an extra in it. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so it was just you're too busy plastering in the other end of the school that's yeah, really yeah. don't have Sean any. you're only doing jobs on the school yeah. Yeah. plastering the wall Build, and yeah. building the new wing of the school <laughs> bit by bit you know yeah. but um, I used to love Pam Vidu in school like, I'm, um, I'm uh, compared to you to obviously Welsh because I'm a, I'm a Welsh learner and I have been since I was three um, but and that's where, I, that's where I've stopped you know. yeah, yeah. but um, I, I, I do sort of enjoy speaking Welsh or, or Convish when I get the chance to but um, I love Pam Vidu because the teacher would wheel out You'd wheel out the little small twelve-inch television. You'd be watching Pam do today, you know, and that would be a Welsh lesson. 
watching two episodes of Family <laughs> Do, think, yeah. no, no, looking back, being an adult, she, she was clearly hungover, clearly hadn't planned, clearly <laughs> I did, hadn't I did planned anything. I the same anything. thing to my friend. I said to my friend Clearly before, hadn't planned anything. We went on the lash, and he said, I'm teaching tomorrow, he's like a student teacher, like, you know, he's doing the PJC. I said, let's go out for a few pints. And he went, yeah, I'm teaching tomorrow. I was like, right, come out for a few pints for me, and I'll have a cracking idea for you by the end. Like that, I said, it's about three in the morning, like that, and he went, what's the idea? Shrek one and Shrek two. Just <laughs> <laughs> go in, chuck that on, you'll be fine. Hit some eyeballs on your eyelids and go to go to sleep. Like, you know. I was a, a well, I was a teacher for like three years, but I had no qualifications to do it. It was I like I'd been coerced into helping out, and then the the helping out turned into like I was I was doing two lessons to cover an ill art teacher, and then I was on the table for twenty seven lessons by the second following Jesus. September doing what, five subjects. What disguise did you wear then when you were doing that? A terrified MDQ. <laughs> but it was just it was, it was they had an inspection that year as well, and it wasn't picked up on, and I was fucking tamping. <laughs> so I was like, how the fuck can you pass an inspection when I'm clearly unqualified to do this job? Yeah. And it was stuff like English mm. skills, uh, art, B tech. It was loads of B techs in there as well. I don't care about B-Techs. I thought that. I was like, I got to be tech And it was just, I remember thinking, I was like, if, like, I wasn't doing, I didn't have to do the paperwork because I wasn't, and then they asked me to start marking, like, GCSE work, and I was like, no. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that. So, like, I was, I was only doing a quarter of it, and I was like, you've got to be mental or stupid to want to be a teacher. Because, um, I, I hope I get this right now, your dad's a teacher, you always a teacher, yeah. Um, this yeah. was, that something you considered going into no, prior father said if you become a teacher I'll crucify you yeah so you you, you could see them marking every night mm. planning well my father's an art teacher so my father had a chunk of marking after Easter yeah. because that's when all the coursework comes in he has to actually you know, he, most of it's advice for most of the time in art and then you get a final piece and you have to actually analyse and telling stuff. boys stuff flicking things across the room at the, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. if you're going to draw a cock on that book at least make it good <laughs> yeah more veins <laughs> <laughs> so they had, they had my father would go to the attic for about like a month every, every weekend every night in like May uh, and my mother was a PE teacher so that's oh, right. okay. So, um, but hilariously, like my mother is like the most non-PE teacher I know. Cause she, like most PE teachers I know, I'll go up for a walk up the mountain and they're like in their sixties, still pegging there, flipping, sprinting around the mountain. Yeah. And my mother, my mother quit after my brother was born to become a reflexologist, and she did that for fifteen years. And that was far more knackering is... than uh, feet rubbing. Feet, feet yeah, rubbing. Yeah. Feet yes. rubbing. And like, like, I I was converted to believe it because. But I was like, this is bollocks. Because we were guinea pigs. Me and my father and my brother were guinea pigs. I've been just manipulating our feet for years. And then we used to call her the reflexologist to the star's parents. <laughs> because she was doing like Matthew Reese's parents, Jorn Griffith's parents, um, like loads of people in S4C's parents. Brilliant. And so we'd get loads of like free tickets and stuff. <laughs> because just from her feet. Yeah, just from her feet. But she, yeah. like, especially now... Um, I'm seeing some of these um, people in like in events and gigs and stuff, and they come out to me saying, "Your mother like helped me have kids. Your mother helped me do this. Your mother helped me get over this," which is really weird because I, I don't I don't tend to get that a lot. My father, I get a lot of my father because he worked in the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The talent. They get, oh, your father's a great teacher. He helped me do this. Yeah. But for my mother, especially from my side, it's really weird to get people to come over. Definitely, and say, especially when they say like, "Oh, your mother helped me have kids." What, yeah. What they do? Did, did you? Well, she specialised in maternity. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really weird part because people who are with me are like, oh, what the 
Where did that come from? I say, was his issue provided? The only reflexologist to have a whip. Well, she had a lot of baby oil. But it's just... It's really weird to have because then she went, she taught, she went back in and did, uh, she taught uh, Braille to blind kids in. So like three completely different But on my feet. So but Braille on me, yeah, Braille on yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, just bad acne. But it was, um, it's, that's, I think that's why I get my multiple jobs in my mother. Yeah. She was always doing stuff. So obviously with mum's sort of um, success in, uh, in reflexology, are you converted now to the benefits of homeopathy or are you still a, well, a non-believer? Homeopathy. I like smells, right? I like different smells. Right. So As we all do. Petrol. I, like I like the smell of petrol. I like it, yeah. But Lovely. I don't think it heals your bad leg. Yeah. But well, the, it, it, gives you a, it gives you some sort of uh, a period of not hearing for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, like, I do... I've got a big stash of essential oils for different things in the house because I like smelling them, but I wouldn't go after. But the reflux oil, yeah, I'm a proper convert because because right. I um cut two weeks ago I was hospitalised right where I had a big pain in my stomach. They thought it was uh, reverse appendicitis where your organs are on the wrong side of your body, basically. Oh, nice. right. Um, so I got sent in by the doctor um after about four days of not being able to stand up, and the I had the magic finger, and they spotted uh like this thing in my stomach so they scanned me and basically it's something called diverticulitis right. where uh your colon the shape of it is like a pocket and it gets infected and then it can either burst which is agonizing for yeah you don't want to burst it, colon or it can seal thankfully mine seals so i don't have <laughs> sepsis or anything Jesus. but i had to go to the hospital and they had to like iv me mm. so my mother did my feet the second day when i was having pain and she said I think it's like some sort of diverticulitis in the certain part of the colon, right? She said the name. I was like, what does that mean? I said, it doesn't sound like anything. And the paperwork a week after I came back from the hospital, and it was exactly what my mother said it was. She could tell from feeling your feet. Honestly, God, it's mental. And it said, to the flipping, there's like four parts of the lower colon. She named the part of the colon, and it's basically, if a seed, if seeds or something small, gets into your bubble and you get stuck. That's what it effectively is. That's what healthy bread, see? Healthy bread, you yeah, want any yeah. like that? So, I was like, I texted her, I texted her, I said, <laughs> said ma'am, you fucking voodoo witch. I yeah. said, you named the exact spot. She went, I've been telling you for years that I could do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so, you so just like, overdosed like, on granary. Like, like your spine <laughs> has got all the different sections, like your S1, your S2. Yeah. Your, your colon's the same, is it? Your colon's got different sections. Different parts. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Like, it's, like, it's like a bend. They call it bends, because it's like bends, two bends and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah, it's mental, some of the stuff. My, my mother got it to douse in at one point, right? And we got stuck outside a canal in France. The car broke down outside a canal in France. So I was towing a caravan to do it every year. That's why I wasn't in Pamby because we were in France for six months because my father <laughs> hated looking at the school when he wasn't in it. So huh. we stopped, right? And same thing again. My mother said, oh, I can, I can, they had one of those push locks on the toilets where you've got to put a cord in. And my mother went, I can do this. I can do it with a douse in. And we all went, fuck off. Went for a walk, came back, and she was like, she was swinging this crystal. She got into the fucking toilet. That's the same. She broke the cord and lock picked <laughs> a corded toilet with a crystal, right? That's and nice. it sounds mental. Yeah, yeah. It sounds mental. And then she did it four times on our trip. And I was like, this is fucking bazook. This is nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Got, the, got the pub open earlier than opening time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if you're past that, like, it's a bunch of, if you've been feral redhead and his younger sort of portly brother, a blinking father who's doing yoga in his pants outside the caravan, and a blinking woman hunched over the toilet door, pressing buttons and shaking a crystal back. It's like a, like a, like a Marvel superhero family. Like, <laughs> 
X-Mam. Does she recharge the crystals in the moonlight? Uh, no, I think you know, you've got to find a certain pig and you stick it up his ass for an hour. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be more believable. Than yeah, definitely, actually, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then that's bacon sandwiches sorted then next week it? it is yeah specials seasoned by crystals <laughs> so going back to sort of like your many different jobs and your many different roles and the things you enjoy doing and uh, opportunist opportunist money making schemes entrepreneurial genes what would you say you sort of if you had to pick one not that you would want to give up others but if you had to pick one what would you sort of what would be your favourite sort of thing you enjoy doing illustration I, singing it's hard yeah I like, I like drawing but uh, when it flipped to, I can do a lot of drawing now where it's my job, I f- realised that I'm getting a bit shit at it, where I'm not practising, right. doing stuff that I, like, um, hands, for instance, hands of, and folds and clothes, and crap at doing. So I found myself uh, you know, copying other, other pictures rather than f- practising it to yeah. draw myself. And it's, that was frustrating me. I got a period now for a month off. I'm going to try and draw from life a lot more to practice it because I thought oh, I'd love to do that forever. And I got into political cartooning for a bit. Yeah. And then after about three months, I was like, I'm exhausted. Of well, the market is ripe for that now, isn't uh, it? Political cartooning, if you can get back yeah, into that. Well, I started, 2010 elections is when I started doing it, which is perfect as well. And then I just I got bored of it quickly because uh, I was trying to put out uh, one every two days and it was just exhausted and plus I was doing it with my finger on an iPad at one point because I'd bust my hand yeah. I couldn't do it and I was just trying to try and do stuff so then writing I really like writing but it's pretty monotonous you just like you go and you start writing um, but I haven't been I haven't been paid as much for writing yet so I haven't really had the the flip with this you're going to be there so with drawing you know it's very regular I get at least three four a week and I'm starting to get I still enjoy it but I'm not doing the stuff I really want to do because it's like, can I do a caricature of this person dressed as a vole or can I do this um, you know, uh, wedding picture or something like that. So it's, I, I, I struggle. I, I'm, don't, I'm not a massive fan of presenting. Right. Mainly because I don't really like looking at myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah who so. does? I mean, oh, no, I'm saying I don't like looking at myself. I don't mind looking at you. You're fine. Because <laughs> uh, you're pretty much heart on the sleeve and everything like that. And you, if you miss like one half a word, you'll never let yourself live that down, will you? Mm. I remember when, when especially because um, Canadian was done in isolation, I never saw anything yeah. of how it looked. My missus said, don't come to our house on a Sunday because it's Canadian day and Sean's an arsehole until 8 o'clock because I didn't know what it I didn't feel like it was and I didn't think I was bothered but, it's it. the, uh, but then I'd see it and I'd go that's not too bad it's alright but then there's certain things I wouldn't bother watching because I don't I don't so I remember I've had a couple of things where directors are pulling like bits of breakfast out of my beard because like, I haven't looked in the mirror before even <laughs> to check scrambled eggs to look like yeah so it's it's not it's something I fall into I do enjoy doing it but I, I don't know how I could like, do it all the time. Because there's certain people that are like, I don't want to end up like a rat. I don't want to be the person who does this. A cheesy sort of generic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Welcome. This is a salad. <laughs> yeah. oh. we, one, of, one of our reporters in the rugby club in the back of beyond, they're talking about what size shoes people have. That is, we'll be back to you in a minute. That is the one. And lots of times I've been on the other side going, oh, you fool fucker. Yeah. So I wouldn't want me doing what you're no, doing no. because yeah, this is the fourth place I've been to this week. Yeah. So I've looked at seventeen courgettes. It's just <laughs> I just can't I can't see myself doing that anyway. So I ideally like 
my goal originally was to work from home because I was doing a cover in school, which I hated, mm. and it was to subsidise until I could get enough jobs to stay working from home. And I got it, got, got to a point about a year and a half ago, and then I realised it's fucking lonely. Yeah. There's no one here. Yeah. You're like, I'm listening. Nothing I'm, on telly. Ah, I'm, but it's pod, I'm listening to shed load of podcasts. I'm tweeting more than I'm actually working. And and then when my missus comes on, you're like, oh, I mean, you're talking loads. We talk so much more. I come seeing anyone for ages. And same as this, I'd see yeah. people. After the first month where I hadn't, I'd hadn't been out, I, I went to, I can't remember, the party. I didn't stop talking. I was. I became the person. I was like, oh, staying away from that dickhead. I yeah, stop yeah. talking about nothing. And yeah. I had nothing to talk about. He's not pissed. I had, yeah. <laughs> and I had nothing to talk about because I left the house. A similar thing comes from stand-up. It's like when you're still working and performing stand-up, you still get to in, in, uh, interact and meet and see real people day to day. And you know, a lot of the inspiration I think has come from real life because real yeah. life is the, I think, nothing funnier than real life. But when then you're not working day to day, you're at home all the time, and then it's like, hang on. There's so many jokes you can write about, uh, yeah. you know, inside of my my tea, my, my kettle, you know. It, yeah. it, it can be a bit like that. So I think it is a, a definitely a merit in having the, the different aspects of what you're doing and seeing people in interaction. And that can yeah. be inspiring as well, I and, think. Like. And as well, because most of my buddies are good kids, so we don't go out as often. And most of my stories I developed from doing stuff. And it's especially like stand-up, they were all, like I was trying to do it from you know, experienced stuff that I have, many stories I'd done before. But then... I like I was really chuffed. I was like, oh, yeah, I am from work from home, work from home. And then I, I, in the end, I was like, I've got to go for some walks or just work from a cafe or something yeah, like yeah. that, and um, just just to get out a bit more. And uh, it's such a you know, it's first bit of problem type of thing. It's like, oh, you poor dad, you're working from home, you're your own boss, yeah. and you've got to go to a cafe. Oh, well, damn you, successful yeah, yeah. man, you. Mm. And it, but I was like, yeah, but it, you know this. And I felt awful saying, I was like, yeah, but it's just fucking, it's just my kitchen, constantly looking at my kitchen and. There's only so many podcasts you can listen to. Like, that tiling needs redoing. And there's so many wanks you can have in a day. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Before Steam comes out. I think we've said this as well. Like, um, there's nothing more sort of daunting than a blank page. So you don't want to be staring at the blank page. Right, create something. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't work. Doing it yesterday, like that. Yeah. yesterday wrote, like, doesn't work. But um, you said you said like Twitter. You say you find Twitter tweeting more. Do you find Twitter a useful tool, or can it be a little bit of um, like getting sucked into a bit of a black hole sometimes? So they, or do, how do you sort of manage your you might be tweeting so yeah. your, your healthy balance of using Twitter I recently yes, a couple of people who I speak to regularly they're like I'm done with this site it's just a cesspit but um, I, I jo- I, the first reason I joined Twitter was Eddie Azad was running around Britain he was doing marathons yeah. and he was passing where I was working and he was geopointing and I had never heard of it I was like oh that sounds great I'll join the guy and then I was tweeting, I had no followers, so I was tweeting shit about work and didn't realise that one of the eggs was like <laughs> one of the bosses in work. Brilliant. And then I realised, oh, actually people do follow and do stuff. And then, but after a while, like the reason I got on telly was because of Twitter. I was tweeting um, Trioki versus Anissa Bolt, like it was a Welsh match and tweeting everything that was happening. Brilliant. And it's like someone started following me and then asked to help on like a project. And then, but now I... I was talking to someone the other day and he worked on like a news programme and they were like, they, I was going to say they add you to a list. Yeah. They added me to um topics list. And I was like, what, are you, are you adding me? What does that mean? Oh, well, we look at your Twitter seat and then we might include it in 
what we discussed on the show. That's impressive, isn't like, it? Fucking hell, be careful now, isn't it? Well, that's what I thought then, because my, my father hates saying, you fucking tweety bastard, you're always tweeting shit, and he never tell me nothing. <laughs> you're not a bird, you're not a bird. Tweety, tweety, tweety. So, I, so he's, a, he's, he's, he's a Sylvester to your tweety then. I, I, <laughs> yeah, and he, I, he can't stand it, and he, like, he hates that, um, and my missus works in social services, so I never, there's no pictures of her, or there's any, yeah, the there's a banter there, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, because they had, like, someone slashed out tyres before, and someone found out where we lived, and I'm like, banter. Probably breaks an hour, and we had uh, so there's there's certain things I don't do, um, but in terms of like I I had one thing last year I had um, the the some you know, the watchman's at on top of the Rick Goss. Yes. Yeah. So there's a like a famous watchman's at this, um, uh, this guy used to uh, sit and he'd walk up on clear roads and he'd make these little flowers and he worked at this watchman's set and he's still there. Got in he got uh, you know derelict. And then they repainted it the original colour, so it was really nice. And I was coming back back from all these ones, and someone just spray painted Britain first over oh, the side of it. So I saw it. I got tamped in immediately. Yeah. Got home, dropped my wife and daughter off, picked up a tub of paint, went back up. Put on your paint. caretaker disguise. <laughs> yeah, my my muslin cape. Yeah, yeah. And they, I just painted over it white, and I tweeted. Um, saying um, I can't remember what I said but I think I you remember this was something, I think you wrote something <coughs> like not in my valley or that's something right. like that that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah not in my valley I was like I'll raise you or something like that and um, so I did that tweeted it didn't think anything of it I was just like felt good and then like two days later it was in the paper it had been retweeted like thousands of times Brilliant. and then they started like trolls came out of nowhere yeah. And I was just having a hiding, and loads of people, friends of mine, and other people defending it and all that. But the, you know, in terms of threads and all that, going everywhere. But the, the weird thing was, someone then added me to fake, um, or fake something of America, fake war, um, hate crimes of America. Yeah. Right? And I was like, well, well, I'm not in America. And so I went on it, and basically, they put my Facebook and my Twitter profile. On although it's pub, pub, private, yeah, they put it on there, and then these fucking guys just went through everything that was possibly like you googled me today, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they did everything, and they found I wrote, I wrote a comic when I was in year nine, right? I tweeted about it from Bebo, <laughs> and they were comparing the eyes in the Britain first to eyes in the comic strip that I had written when yeah. I was trying to imply that you done, done the whole thing you said, oh, like, and I was like. How much fucking time have you got, you idiots? It was, and I was freaking out then. I was like, so I, I, I closed it off, and my wife was really panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. When you get into that sort of thing and hate crimes and this, do you think is it going to be these sort of higher level sort of organisations and right people right wing and yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't hear about it now, but I remember Combat Eighteen was a big thing. Like, and, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, again, there's like different levels of and you think, yeah. well, hang on, now am I getting am I getting an, inadvertently into something I don't yeah. want to be involved in? Like getting an aggressive burger van owner or something. <laughs> well, that's something. The, the worst part for me was like usually a combat day, and I'm, I either use humour or I'll just say you know I'll try and speak to him. And the worst part was no one, none of our faces. They were all, yeah, they, yeah. all of them were just they, they were professional trolls. Yeah, like, professional yeah. ones. And it was just that was harder then because I couldn't, you couldn't combat it because the uh, everything was combated with something else. Yeah. And I was like that was one incident mm. once. And you were else. totally within your rights to paint over that. Yeah, it was absolute horseshit. <laughs> yeah, and it was um and it was just that was a bit scary not scary and sort of because it was all online at that point I had, nothing, like, I had nothing like in person yeah but it was it was eye opening because yeah. I was like I got 
something like 3,000 3, followers, which is not much on Twitter, but that could come from just but, that one vibe. But it shows how, like, the digital sort of age and, like, social media, how it's, like, shrunk the world and things can be instantly accessed from anywhere. Yeah. Like, this podcast, even, we have listeners in Indonesia and, and places like that. I think, well, like, how? It. How and why? Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I'd love now to know oh, what Indonesian for hello is, but I don't. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. even sort of... Dewey, Indonesia. From Aberdeen. I had a, cra- had a cracking um, story about... Um, uh, I did a poem for uh, the Aberdeen Centennial. Um, so the, uh, last year and I wrote a poem I didn't know um, I didn't want to do it I wanted to do something you know big and I couldn't do anything and then on Friday night I saw the news I wrote the poem really quickly and I didn't know what to do I put it on Facebook and then the following Monday I was in a, um, a poetry event in Carmarthen that a friend of mine put on and I, I was there to read I, uh, from my book and then when I got there the, the comp always advises people if you're too scared to read your own work read somebody else's first so this guy got up uh, he said I'm right before um, I'm going to read somebody else's poem um, open it up and he read my poem <laughs> that I had put down I didn't know this guy at all yeah. I had no idea who he was and I was like and I had brought that poem to read as well so I was like I got it. I got it. I said, "That's my poem," and he went, "I'm really sorry. I didn't know." And I was like, "I know. I know. It's amazing. How did you find it?" And I've got a friend from Cardiff, but he lives in Siberia. He married a Siberian Jesus girl. Christ. He shared it on Twitter, who then got shared by another person, who got shared by another person. That then he saw on that Monday morning and decided, oh, "Aga, I'll read that," and had no idea who I was, where what That's where nice. it was coming from. And that shows how global and tiny everything is like. That's not so because you think, oh, I'm stuck now. I'm gonna have to do bloody bing bong or bing bong bing again. <laughs> That's not so. So we've got we've got two two more features left, right? So what we're gonna do now is uh, it's gonna be is your head bigger than Drew Taylor's head? Yes, Drew Taylor has um, quite a noggin on him. I think it's a giant brain. I've never seen actually earphones fully extended before. Yeah, um, one size fits all is bollocks. I've learned that a long time ago. One size doesn't fit all at all. So one, one size, size fits most, I think, is fairer to say. Um, so we're going to see yeah, how big your head is. Nobody, uh, nobody's uh, beaten Drew yet on the size of the head. I haven't been measured. I bought. I lost a hat a couple of years, and I bought one in the Royal Welsh. And I didn't. I I was asking him. I said, I don't know what size hat to buy because I've never bought myself a hat. They've always been bought for me. And I bought the hat with Welsh colours, red nice. and green, like a fedora type of hat. Yes. I went to Tembe the next day, and all these teenagers were like nodding at me, going, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I was like, "Why? Are you, this is just weird." It's a knockoff Gucci were... hat. Was it now? And oh. I was tamping, so I'm one since. Goofy. I thought they might have thought you were the, you were the yeah, trumpet yeah. player yeah. from Real Big Fish or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. Right then, okay. There we go. So we going, we going for, uh, is it centimetres or inches? Okay, I can't remember. Yeah. Centimetres it is, isn't it? Keep it, keep it metric, you know. So, do you need me to undo my trousers or is it just... Oh, do the inside leg after. Okay. Are we looking, so Steph? Is your head bigger than Drew's head? 61. 61. Drew no, is 63. Yeah, 63 centimetres. 63. Right, in, in, in circumference. Um, You've got a dense skull. But uh, a lot of, yeah, it could be that. And I did have a lot of knocks on the airplane rugby, so it's probably expanded over mm. time through... through um, giant comedy brain, I think. Yeah. But um, 61 seems to be a common uh, size of a Welsh man's head. A lot yeah. of 61s we've Is had it? on the show, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Including, average man. Yeah, so you can now say you've got the same size head as uh, Fireroad guitarist Richard Jones. Oh. Um, Steve Spears has also Steve got a 61. Good company there. He looks like a big head, man. He does look like a big head. He has I think his neck's bigger than his head. Oh, yes, yes. He's a chest size, yeah. 
guy's a monster. Yeah, a a lovely guy. monster. Lovely monster, monster. nonetheless. <laughs> and then what I've done then is I've done a little little uh, little piss about a feature that I do called Anagrams of Your Name. Okay. Right, so uh, it's really helpful having Sean Thomas Owen, which is uh, kudos on the Tomos as well, because that's my middle name as well, T O M O S. Well, she fired that name up, and no H, no H and A in there. You Tomas. Do my, my main, my bugbear when I was working in school was the people would get my name wrong, because it was like they put their three first names, they're pretty easy, and okay. then over the top. Yeah. And people would go, "Is um, Mr. Owen Thomas here?" I was like, "It's not Mr. Owen Thomas," and I'd always say, "No, he's not." And put the phone down. Yeah, yeah. Because it used to bug me that he couldn't get it. Right yeah. Ever. You don't say my name. When right. he start asking for Sean, you want to worry. Oh, yeah, Sean. Shane, regularly. Shane Thomas. Yeah. And my um, I, there's only one magazine by it, by the New Yorker, and it comes every week as Sin Thomas. Oh, there we go. That's probably <laughs> saying something. It sounds. Uh... Sean. Sean. <laughs> 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 Similarly, got a torture bit of that. So the names I've the names I've got for you here, right? The anagrams of Sean Thomas Owen. Are I do moonstones. Oh. Moose in the snow. Motown is noose. Someone was trying to, try to hang yourself with uh, old music. Uh, it owes monsoon. Emotion swoons. And these are my two favourites then. Mo onion swats. I like that one. And then my favourite is onion twosomes. Onion twosomes? Yeah, it's like oh, two. That's what we That's it. Because that's how she was made. <laughs> and she's, <laughs> she's going to make me cry. <laughs> it's a shame you didn't have these when you were masquerading as different people around the school. Yeah, I got to use some of these. Yeah. And what was the Moonstone one? Oh, I was that one. Yeah, I do Moonstones. That's, that's spooky nice, with yeah. your mum's uh, reflexology. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't know anything about that. It's just yeah. the reflexology is stuck her. again. It's her. She, she did all this. It's her. Yeah. Asking, By putting that. Could you look the pig's bum? I knew it. That's why I like. I like. There's a mix of there's geography in there. There's a bit of cooking. There's a bit of Death. Mysticism, death and music, yeah. sexual onions. Which essentially sexual. It covers what you are, it isn't it? Sean Thorne or Thomas Owen, death and music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I ever bring an album out, that onion one is definitely going in there. I am Moonstone could be my sort of... Uh, my folk album. That's ideal. That's ideal. But I, I, I think this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we could obviously speak to you for much longer, but uh, you know, uh, we'll probably do that off mic now. But the thing is, we're going to run our guest at some point, so we can come back on, can't we? Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. So yeah, th- thanks very much, Sean. Uh, you've been. Uh, I've I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks to you too. And next time we can do a bit close on. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> And that was the Tales from Wales podcast. I'd just like to wish you all a Merry Christmas, especially a Merry Christmas to Sean Owen, our guest, with his new arrival this year. Oof, two kids, good on him, good on him. Uh, Just uh, thank you very much for listening uh, to the Tales from Wales podcast. It's been really nice to have good feedback, some great guests, and, and yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. Have a great one. Enjoy, eat loads of food, drink loads of booze, and just enjoy yourself. But thank you so much for listening to the Tales from Wales podcast. We keep the world coming in the